You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. Dollar, 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 that's what I need. Hey, hey. Well, I need the dollar, 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 that's what I need. Hey, hey. Said I need the dollar, 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 that's what I need. And if I share with you my story, would you share your dollar with me? We can talk, but money talks, so talk more about Happy Sunday, my creatures of undeniable greatness. Welcome to the day that you realize that doing your absolute best is all that really matters in the greatest scheme of things. Today's Daily Word is dedicated to practice. They often say that practice makes perfect, but unless you are superhuman, immortal, or all of the above, then perfection shouldn't really be your aim. The biggest mistake one can ever make is fearing that they will make a mistake. Never give up your right to screw up once in a while because it is in the screw-ups that you learn valuable lessons on how to be successful. Practice, on the other hand, does make permanent, meaning that the more you practice your craft, the more you will create the permanent habit of being effective and great at what you do. Living a great life is solely about giving it your best shot. It is imperative that you put it into practice, the ideals that will take your life to the next level. Doing so will allow you to take your rightful place in the world and live the life that you deserve. Your thoughts, your actions, and how you react to what seems to be adversity will all determine your life. Practice being great. Practice living abundant. Practice being the new you and practice living your best possible life. I'll leave you with a couple of quotes, and the first one's by Tom Barrett, and it says, the thoughts you have now shapes your experience of the next moment. Practice shaping the moment. Next quote by Martha Graham, and it says, practice means to perform over and over again in the face of all obstacles, some act of vision, of faith, of desire. Practice is a means to your greatness. And last but not least, by Matthew Arnold, and it says, use your gifts faithfully, and they shall be enlarged. Practice what you know, and you shall attain higher knowledge. And speaking about using your gifts faithfully and higher knowledge, we have my brother Lenny Williams in the building, the the professor, Trilla Not Trill. But first and foremost, we have my co-host, the four foot eleven, marketing maven. What's Mr. up, Mr. Shima Jones. Jones? How are you? I am so excited that that happened to you. That I that I that I messed. You know why? Because I think that holds a lot of people back, like being afraid to mess up. And now you're live speaking to a lot of people, yep. <laughs> and um, the fact that you can get through that is just is kind of the proof that you have to keep moving forward and keep going. And for brand new money, I actually wanted to talk about being trusted. Uh, one of my favorite movies, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Mm. There was a scene I knew with you was Martin. Crazy. I That's know, a- I know. I got that little <laughs> issue. Um, there was a scene where, where Regina, I believe her name is Regina King, right? Mm-hmm. And Martin, they're sitting down. And he's like, do you trust me? And she was like, I trust you to be you. Mm. And when it comes to a brand, people want to be, want their expectations fulfilled or surpassed. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a company, as a brand, You have to deliver on your promises. People have to trust that when you come in, you come through on your word. Whether it's uh, a physical product, they want to know that that quality is what you promise. Whether it's a speaking engagement, whether it's doing hair, whatever the case may be, people want to know that when they exchange their money with you, that they are getting back what you told them. Mm -hmm. And they want to trust you. And that's why so many brands that are legendary um, and are, are going on for years and years and years, 
they are the way that they are is because people trust them. And um, that's something so significant in branding and marketing and building an empire. People don't recognize that it's the invisible things that make brands what they are. Absolutely. Uh, and you have to position yourself in the eye of the consumer as a trusted source. So while you are creating your your products and services, always keep in mind the promise that you shared with your consumer and then coming through on that promise, regardless of what you have to go through. When it makes it to the stock, uh, to the shelves, let it be what it is that you told them they were getting. No, absolutely. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm learning that. It's funny that you say that because I'm in the process of not rebranding, but like, you know, kind of putting some stuff out there. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll give you credit for it because a lot of times I'm like quick, like, oh, let's just put it out. Let's put it out. She's like, no, you got to put it out right. If you don't got time <laughs> to do it right, when can you do it over and all that stuff? And, you know, I, I, I never, um, um, you know, appreciated that. But now I'm realizing that it's, it is important because, um, you know, I didn't tell you this, but I got an email the other day so in one of my books and I ain't gonna tell y'all which book because everybody can go out and do it <laughs> but in one of my books I say oh go to this website and you could download these forms right and for whatever reasons you know the, the the website is not fully developed and I just wanted to kind of put it out um, so I got like not one but two but three emails from people like hey I really love what you're doing and I, I bought your book uh, but when I went to the website it, there's no, no forms and I'm like oh Right. And and I emailed them the forms. I took care of it. The forms are up there. Um, but it made me realize that mm -hmm. if I'm telling people, you know, like if I'm ready to go out there and tell people to do certain things, I got to be able to, to, to follow through with and that. And that's so. what keeps people coming back. You Absolutely. know, that's what keeps people coming back is knowing that when I went there the first time, when I went there the second time, when I went there the third time, it was consistency. And that's what trust is. It's right. literally you keeping your promise on a regular basis. Absolutely. Um, so Absolutely. that definitely works miracles in branding um, and building your business overall. No, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, cool. So we're going to take a quick music break. And when we come back, you know, we got one of the leaders of the new school in the building. And, you know, I mean that figuratively and literally. Um, so we're going to we're going to talk to my brother, Lenny A. Williams. We'll be back. This is Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, the Ash Cash Show. We are back. The Ash Cash Show every Sunday, 1 p.m. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem. So now, listen, we have an important. See, I mean, most of our guests are really important, but we have an important show for, lined up for you today. Today, we have Lenny A. Williams, and he is one of today's most gifted leaders and in inspiring youth and countless individuals to pursue their career and educational dreams counted out early because of lackluster grades and being lured by the wrong lifestyle. The under 30 year old professor has flipped his negatives into positives and built a platform that utilizes his voice to make a difference. Today, Lenny has spoken to over 100 public and private school districts in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maryland, Washington, DC, and many he even hitting the, the Midwest now and uh, orchestrated work shops for adolescents and adults and uh, and universities such as Yale, Rutgers, and New, New Jersey City University. As an educator and speaker, his mission is to be a voice to teach generations and remind uh, and a reminder that greatness can be achieved against all odds. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Round of applause yeah, 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 for my yeah. brother Lenny A. Williams. What's up, brother? How you doing, What's man? What's going on? What's going on? Appreciate you for... Appreciate nah, likewise, brother, because yes. you're, you're doing you're doing a lot of great work out here. Um, so it's, you know, long overdue to have you on the show because, um, you know, when you think about 
um, like I love this quote. I'm gonna chop it up. For some reason today, I've been making a lot of mistakes. It's, it's all, all good, good. It's, it's all good. good. It happens, right? <laughs> and and Frederick Douglass had a quote, and Frederick Douglass said, "I rather teach." You know the quote. Do you know the quote? You got, what is it? What is it? Help me, because I'm my brain is done, right? So it says, um, "I rather it's it's better to build up strong boys." Yes. Than to try to repair broken men. Yes, yes bars, yes, right? Yes, and so bars. so when when I, when I think about the work that you do, uh, and and that resonated with me a lot because um, you know we have to realize that um, the the youth, the you know the 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 now generation is 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 the future, um, and we have to focus on them. And not saying that you know broken men, and, and that's a metaphor for people, older people, right? That broken men. Uh, don't need repairing, uh, but it's easier, right? It's easier to build up strong boys and girls uh, than it is to repair broken men. Um, and what you're doing from an educational standpoint, not only what you do in the academic world, uh, but also what you do with, you know, your company Trill or Not Trill and just, you know, just out here educating, motivating. Um, so talk to us, right? I'll start, I'll start with, you know, talk to us about you, you know, law, Lenny A. Williams. Who is Lenny A. Williams, and you know where did you get your passion from? And, and and you know talk talk to people about what you do. Yeah, sure, Ash. I'll definitely talk about it. Um, I think the biggest thing is um, my family. My family. I'm very family oriented. I always tell people that my grandmother had 19 brothers. Excuse me, 18 brothers and sisters. Wow. wow. Um, my great grand my great grandmother had 27. So I came from a large family, but a lot of people weren't didn't have the opportunity or the capabilities due to a lot of things. Um, to take advantage of education. Um, and then the next piece is I love sports. I was always competitive. So I added the sports piece plus the educational piece, and it really made me competitive growing up. And anything I put my hands on, I always wanted to be the best. Mm. Um, and it didn't work out that way in high school. I always tell that story that my, my English teacher told me in high school that, you know, students like me will never get a college degree. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't because um, I always think it was a race thing mm. or he was white, I was black. Mm. But really it wasn't that. He just seen he seen the potential in me, but he knew I wasn't doing the right thing. Mm. Um, and you know what? I didn't have I didn't have the whereabouts to to understand how important education was, and that education could be fun. So that wasn't put in front of me. So that's why I kind of got my passion to really get back and know that there's a lot of students, there's a lot of Lennies out there um, who has a similar background, but want to be educated and want to be successful in life. No, absolutely, absolutely. And then so you know you you jumped into education, you know got your bachelor's degree, and then you just yeah. said that's it, I'm good, right? No more no no more education after bachelor's. After bachelor's, I was like I'm good. <laughs> it, it was a long struggle. Yep. Um, I started school a little slow. Yep. Um, and I said, man, I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna work in the corporate field, and this is where I wanted to be. I got a degree. I'm gonna make good money. I'm gonna be happy with this suit on. And it really didn't work out that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm, it really mm-hmm. didn't work out that way. And then and then and what was the the next the next step after that? So what happened was I was working in corporate, and I just didn't like it anymore. Um, I was waking up, like some of us, you know, we got to be at work at 9, and we push it. Like, I'm going to get up at 8, 13 a.m., and maybe I'll get there at 8.59 in the morning, um, a minute before work. And I knew that I could not live like this for the next 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I decided to do was I sat and I thought, and I said, you know, I want to go back to school, and I want to get my master's degree. I never really knew anybody in my family to have a master's degree. But I said, I'm not paying for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for this degree. Um, I didn't pay my last two years of undergrad. I'm not paying for this degree. And I decided to go back, take a pay cut, go to higher ed mm-hmm. um, just to get a degree. And, mm-hmm. and it turned out that I love working at higher ed. And I'm still there. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So um, 
this is a finance show, right? <laughs> so talk to us about, you know, not paying for your last two years. Like, what, what, like, so what does that mean? I always, I, I always tell students, you know, the reason why, I mean, it doesn't, you do, you do things in high school, it happens, it happens. You know, when you get to college, it's a clean slate. When I say it's a clean slate, you get a clean GPA, you get a clean everything. It's a clean slate on life. So I got more involved with school. I started talking to the right people, talking to advisors, talking to financial aid. And I wound up getting what they call the corporate scholarship my second year, going into my third year because I had high grades in the business department. Mm-hmm. I went to school for free. Nice. Um, didn't pay anything. Um, and the same thing, once I got to um, under, um, excuse me, graduate school, I worked for the, high, for the institution. The institution pays for their employees to go to school for free. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to come out. I always tell students with $100,000 in loans mm-hmm. and you're making only $40,000 a year. You're right. never going to be happy right. um, in that position. Right. And then, and then so, so so then, you know, entrepreneurship, right? So then, you know, you, you graduate college, uh, you get your MBA, uh, and then you, you start you start itching, right? This, yeah, this yeah, entrepreneurship yeah. bug start, start messing with you. Talk Absolutely. to us about that. I mean, I, I just learned that one income is not enough. That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's start there. You know, one income in this world, and especially living in the New York area, is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I also had an entrepreneurial mindset way back when I was 14, 15. I went to this business camp at NGIT where I was waking up like 5, 36 in the morning just to get to camp, and I loved it. And I really enjoyed it. I loved doing the business plan, the aspect of it. Um, we got $100. They told us to flip the $100 into some products selling on campus, and I enjoyed it. And I never forgot about that. And then once I got to college, actually my first business was a T-shirt company. It was called Dirty Backpack Crew, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of successful. We had a nice little run. And so once I went back for my MBA, you know, I started looking at ways to maximize, again, maximize my time in college and use the resources there to start another business, which was designed by law. And I used that to get through all my classes and the professors who was my advisors and my mentors without even knowing. Mm-hmm. And then that's how my business springboarded. And that's what made me really get that itch to stay in entrepreneurship because it's good to have that extra income outside of what some man or somebody's dictating is supposed to go in your pocket. Right. Well, so well speaking, multiple streams of income. We love that. Yeah, that's your favorite. Yeah. Um, just speaking about, you know, entrepreneurship, and we've heard a lot with Dame Dash talking about, you know. Dame Dash. You know, yeah. people who can't, you know, you don't need a boss. Right. Everybody. So how do you see education and entrepreneurship? Because nowadays people are second-guessing the college experience or they're just pursuing uh, their business ideas as soon as possible, how do you make that connection? And pretty much like speaking to, let's say, a senior in high school, what do you, what would you say to that senior as far as if they're making the choice between going to college or starting their own business? Um, I would say use college as a vehicle. You know, every student is different. Every case is different as far as how much can they afford college if they got a mm-hmm. scholarship. But let's just say a typical student, I would say use college as a vehicle. Why am I saying this? I just came back from a conference in Colorado where it was over 300 students from all over the country. That could be an opportunity for a student that has a business to tell 300 new students across mm-hmm. the country about their business. Mm-hmm. That's the first piece. The second piece is the, the professors that are there. You know, mm-hmm. some of the professors are, you know, I have professors right now that are worth over $10, $11, $12 million mm-hmm. just in my faculty mm-hmm. that are willing to be angel investors for students if they bring the right plan. Mm-hmm. So just more or less use that vehicle to understand entrepreneurship, use that vehicle to change your characteristics, your leadership abilities. That can that can really help you and springboard you into entrepreneurship and put you in places that you never could imagine. Definitely, yeah. I totally agree. Like oh, yeah. I think if you know, I think going in, if you have that mentality, you'll always come out on top. And regardless always. of where you are, mm-hmm. the connection 
is what I think is the most important thing. Most Having important. those people from different parts of the country and the world even being able to connect with them that you you probably wouldn't be able to connect with them anywhere else. So I, I, yeah, no, I, I appreciate I wanted, that. One of the schools I teach now, we have an entrepreneurship program um, where you win a thousand hours for this business plan competition. And it's just a very simple program that only 20, 30 students get involved with. And you can get $1,000 right there. You can start your LLC. You can start mm. start everything right from the door. You're freshman, sophomore year into college. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's a, that college is definitely a good vehicle for entrepreneurship. And, and you know, and, and, and that's a great point. And, you know, I kind of feel like, or, or I want to get your thoughts on, um, you know, how dangerous it is, right? Like, so we, we talked about Dame Dash um, and, and you know, how dangerous is it where people, uh, you know, kind of boat education in this one bucket like oh you know you don't need an education mm-hmm. or look at all these millionaires who didn't go to school and they're you know they they dropped out of school look at you know like like uh you know how dangerous of a narrative is that and then also as people of color right black and brown people um uh, is 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 that is that type of uh, narrative a dangerous narrative or you know your thoughts on you know just just education period just the thoughts of them of, of how people just bucket you know, uh, one situation as if it applies to all. I mean, the first thing to understand is there's no shortcut to success, mm-hmm. period. Um, and just because you're not getting a formal education, there's some type of education that's involved. Um, there's meetings, mm-hmm. there's um, workshops, there's networking events that you need to attend to understand where you're going because you can't just sell something and say, oh, I'm going to turn my passion into profit. I always hear people say, I'm going to turn my passion into profit. But if you have no knowledge, of that passion, when you have no knowledge or no expertise, that profit is going to run out short. Absolutely. You know, and I say that all the time, and, and students need to understand that, you know, and everybody's narrative is not your narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody had the same book, they would never be bestsellers. Mm-hmm. I always say that. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's narrative is not your narrative. So figure out what's your niche, get more knowledge on it, and use different resources and vehicles to get to certain positions as an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, and the reason why I brought that up is because, um, you know, like, I, I'm a fan of Dame Dash. Like, I love his mm-hmm. business acumen. He's somebody that's very, very smart. He's intelligent. He makes a lot of good business moves. Um, but he also went to private school, so people don't know that, exactly. right? He also went to private school. Um, so, yes, he was from Lenox Avenue, but he went to private school and has a lot of those same connections. Um, and, and so he was sort of brought up a different different way so exactly. that, that so that mentality of, of his uh is based on his his upbringing right uh somebody like me who i never went you know i didn't go to any private school i went to public i went to public school in high school i also Same went here. to public uh colleges mm-hmm. like you know and so i didn't necessarily have those connections but you know going to college actually broadened my horizon because mm-hmm. you know you know the only type the only um you know i went to my zone school so the only other mm-hmm. cultures that i connected with were were none right were the the faculty uh but when i went to college is when i started to to hang out with peers and uh, peers of other cultures and learn learn other things and you know i really attribute uh, my college education the beginning of of me just opening up, up, up my mind um and realizing that business is about um you know understanding differences using those differences to your advantage and then you know just networking right having having that network um and it's funny because i i will i you know after i got my bachelor's i was like i'm never going back to school uh but i am i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna get an executive mba um i don't know nice. what school yet i'm looking at two schools um and the school's matter i'm looking at the schools based on what connections i I believe i can get because uh based on these schools um i've done a lot from an you know from a career perspective so you know these i i have a pretty good shot in getting into these prestigious schools and i can be like hey i'm a you know i'm a graduate of this um so now 
Trill or no trill? Trill or not? I keep saying no, right? <laughs> it's all good. Trill, trill or, or not, not trill. trill? Talk to us. What is that? Um, so what happened was my friend um Jeff, who's a co my coworker of mine. Shout out to Jeff Des. Um, we we decided we both were speakers. We both worked in education. We both were professors. We both did a lot of great things. And we just decided one day, look, we need to just come together, which is one thing we don't do in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no point for us to go back and forth and try to see who's better than who mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. oh, he speaks different than me and, and a lot of things. Like I told you before, it's about authentic. You know, mm-hmm. what's your story? Exactly. You know, my story is different than Jeff's story. Mm-hmm. Yes, we might be of the same background and do some of the same things, but we're totally different. Mm-hmm. So we came together. Um, Jeff had put up one post that same day we had a meeting, and it was just a random uh, meeting. And Jeff said, man, did you see my true or not true post? You know, I got over a thousand, a thousand views in the last like hour, mm. um, based off of Facebook. You know, I just started this quick blog. You know, we should come together, and so what we did was we came together. And so, true or not true, for the most part, is taking pop culture, um, and turning it into educational lessons. So the word true is comprised of truth and real. Mm. Um, as people know, some UGK and Bun B. Um, it's a hip hop term from the Houston slang, um, true or not true, and we decided to. To turn that into articles, um, we turn into a speaking broad now. So now we're three deep. It's myself, Jeff, and um, Christmas, and we go out and we, we speak to students. And not only do we speak to students, but we do curriculums, we do mobile conferences, we do we do it all. Nice. We do it all at Trill Not Trill right now. Nice, nice. So that's a another entrepreneur, right? And and we we kind of glazed over uh, the professor, right? I called you <laughs> Lenny A. Williams, and my bad, right? No, that's all good, professor. Man. Lenny A. Williams. It's so funny when I'm emailing you. I'm like, should I say professor? Right. No, or no, I just kind of waited for you to respond and see your signature. It's and I'm like, good. okay, he's chill. <laughs> yeah, I'm chill. Don't worry. <laughs> and, then, so, and then talk to us about that. So, you know, a professor uh, designed by law. You have some documentaries under your belt. Uh, you, you're, you're a speaker. Uh, you trill or not trill. Like, how do you balance all of all of that? Um, I don't. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I do balance it all. I just make sure I maximize my time. And the one way I learned about maximizing time is um, not wasting my time. Mm. You know, there's just certain things. People always talk about they're busy. Mm. You know, some people are not busy in a smart way. They're just mm-hmm. busy, just to say they're busy. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to make sure that I'm maximizing every little bit of my time. And I also try to find a day, once a week, to I'm not doing anything mm. to let my brain rest because you just don't want to burn out. Yep. So I usually, you know, Usually my Sundays, right? Are usually the day I just, I just rest. <laughs> it's usually the day I just rest and kind of disconnect from everything. So that's how I kind of balance everything. I keep that work life, personal life. Um, but when you're passionate about something, you don't even worry about the time. You figure it out. Mm-hmm. You figure it out, and that's something that you learn when you're passionate about something. I would like to know how do you interact with the students where you are a professor because you're young, because you're a black man. What is that experience like? I never saw a person like you on SUNY. Albany campus so it's kind of like how do how what does that feel like and what's that experience students and staff or just students I was gonna say (laughs) both sides it's crazy it's crazy Um, (laughs) staff sometimes you gotta check them where they're at and remind them like we are the same Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we are the same uh, profession Mm -hmm. you know we Mm -hmm. have the same education Um, of course I don't have a doctor yet some professors do so they kind of try to flex their power Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. here and there but um, it's 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 cool, and they they use you for certain things because they say that you are the voice for the students. Mm. Um, I could take offense to that. I could say, oh why? Because I'm black or I'm young, but I love it. Good. I would like to be the voice because mm-hmm. now I can. I'm their spokesperson. I'm the spokesperson that I needed when I was a student. Mm-hmm. Um, students themselves. I mean, we're we're cool. I mean, the good thing about it is I use all technology. You know, if they have a question, they can hit me on the DM mm-hmm. or they can send me an email, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, and we make it happen. Uh, we make it happen, and I also use pop culture in my classroom. So I might use The Walking Dead 
to discuss um, task management. Mm-hmm. Or I might wow. use um, the Cleveland Cavs organization about staff authority and line authority. You mm-hmm. know, what's LeBron James, what does he fit? Is he a line authority? Is he staff authority when it comes to ownership? Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about different things and use what they're watching every single day to help them understand different concepts. Mm-hmm. That's nice. awesome. And it reminds yeah. me of our conversation we had with Kells and the guys who were here, how, peop- you know, especially our culture, we kind of separate that uh, I guess aesthetically appeasing lifestyle from education and doing good, mm-hmm. and you like so many of our other guests are showing us that you can look good, mm-hmm. as we call flying fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can you can have fun and you can still take care of your business and your education all at the same time. Yeah, just make sure you stay authentic. I'm really big on that mm-hmm. um, that term and just just stay real because a lot of people get in a position, you know, we're all stuck in this. I just want to get out the hood mm-hmm. mentality. Um, you might not be out the hood, but you're mentally checked out. I need you to stay checked in because right. there's some kid that needs your help mm-hmm. um, back in your town where you grew up from. Mm, Definitely. And, yeah, and that's important because I think that, like like you said, that's that's usually uh, what happens, right? You 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 you, you want to get out of the hood, um, and then when you get out the hood, you don't realize how much you relate uh, to to the students. Has there been any challenges? with you being a young black professor. So I know from the professor's standpoint, like other professors, you might have to check them. Uh, but from the students, like, you know, can, you know, do, do they get too comfortable? Like, is there any challenges? Um, yeah, I had to go. I had to, one day I got a little upset. Uh, one day I had to go off on my students because this one student, uh, and that's the thing, I don't want people to think it's just a, a race thing. You know, mm-hmm. when I say I'm checking people, this is, it could be people that look just like me mm-hmm. that are in a position and just totally forgot how it was to be the only minority walking in the room, the only professor. I'm on the staff side. On the student side, um, I had a, a young African-American male. He came to class, and he just would not call me professor. He's like, yo, Lenny. Mm. Yo, like, you know what I mean, yo? Like, do we do we got to do this, yo? Mm. And I just had to go off. Like, you know, I had to really check him in his place and, and use my power. But typically, I never have any issues. Um, I just had an evaluation the other day, and the professor couldn't believe there's nobody that pulls out a cell phone in three hours. Mm. Um, everybody's, like, just locking and they're tuned in. And I try to t- treat my class, I'm t- like, similar to, like, a TV show or a reality show. I try to treat it where they're going to be engaged mm. the whole time with real comedy, little laughs, personal stories, um, then back to the knowledge and just mm. flipping around. So I really don't have any any real issues. I just had that one student that just wanted to, Yo, yeah, Lenny, so <laughs> what up? his power when he was from the suburbs, right, 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 right. <laughs> which I never understood. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, We'll be back with Professor Lenny A. Williams. This is Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, the Ash Cash Show. You're now tuned in to the financial motivator himself, Ash Cash, Mr. Mind Right, Money Right. Money Right. We are back to Ash Cash Show with Ash Cash and Mr. Shima Jones. We have Lenny A. Williams. I'm sorry, Professor Lenny A. Williams. We're still chilling here. You know, (laughs) in the building. uh, Dropping wisdom, man. And and, and I appreciate you again for for, for coming through. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Now, what are some projects that you are working on? What's some upcoming stuff? Other than the other, you know, like you got a lot of stuff going (laughs) on. Other than everything else. going on, man. Um, I mean, the most important thing I'm trying to, Definitely complete at the end of the year is my first book. Mm, nice. Um, I did everything else, but I never wrote a book. And the book is going to be using pop culture, of always, but using it, it's going to be three parts. So the first part is going to be about how you transition from high school to college, college admissions. So I'm going to use, like, hip-hop. I'm going to use sports. I'm going to use things like the Biggie Ten Crack Commandments to explain um, how do you get into a college, mm. how do you do your financial aid, um, and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's, we don't have to give the, them too much. The they got to buy the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And that's huge, though, too, because because you're targeting um, a market that 
uh, it's is ever changing. So so I'm putting my business hat on for a second, mm-hmm. right? You're targeting a market that's ever changing. That ever so you know every year there's going to be a new cohort of people that need your book. One, Absolutely. two, um, you're 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 speaking to them in a language that they understand that the people who have the power don't necessarily know how to connect with mm-hmm. them. Um, so that's genius, brother. That's yeah, genius. Thank you. No, thank absolutely. You. absolutely. Awesome. Thank Maybe you. Justice and Taylor can oh, get their hands on that book, huh? No, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And absolutely. you spoke about some other stuff, an event coming up. Yes, I have an event coming up in Union, New Jersey, um, at the Boys and Girls Club in Union, New Jersey. We have an event. It's not just me. It's called Trill Talks. It'll be myself, um, Jeff Des, and Christmas. We'll talk about taking the leap. Mm. So how do you become a leader? How do you take the leap of not just quitting your job on Monday after mm. the event, we're just telling you how to have a second source of income, how to make your passion into a profit. Um, so I'm talking about the business plan piece. Um, we, again, we're always going to use pop culture to explain um, certain terms and certain knowledge to make, help you take that leap from your job. Great, great, great. No, absolutely. And absolutely. where can everyone find you? And, um, and where can they find out more information about So you can go to our website at trillornottrill.com. Um, I am on social media, everything. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat is at Design by Law. Okay, design what does that by mean? Law. Design by Law is actually my initials is Leonard Andre Williams and LAW, and it pretty much means that only you can des- only you can design yourself. Okay. Create mind without borders. Only you can design yourself. Okay. Creating minds without law. borders. Yeah. Bars. Bars. <laughs> no, that's dope. That's dope. And then you know, real quick. So so um, you know, talk because you because you've done some documentaries, right? So talk to us a little bit about you know your, you know some of the documentaries that you worked on. So I did my first ever um, self documentary back in 2013 called Changing Lives um, for the Design by Law Project. And I produced it. I directed it. I did everything. Um, it's a 15-minute documentary. You can watch it. YouTube.com backslash Design by Law. And um, it was about my life. It was about the struggles I did have in high school, how I transitioned. Ash Cash had them parents on there. Word. What's up? That's a slight plug. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we, I just described that. So now I'm, I'm going to be working more on this whole trail talk. So what we're going to start doing, we had Angela Yee come to New Jersey City University, and she talked about leadership. Mm. But she also went to Wesleyan University. You know, it's a really good university. Um, she did get a degree, and she did a whole internship path. Again, we talked about the vehicle. So we're looking at different different people. I know I had a little talk with Chris Bouchard, for example. We're talking about bringing people on campuses. We're going to interview them. We're going to videotape them. We're going to call it Trill, Trill Talks. And we're going to talk about leadership, pop culture, and how do we put the two together. Nice. Um, so that's, that's something we're doing with documentaries and videos as far as YouTube. Awesome. Nice. It's so amazing how, you know, I think we look at public figures, especially in our culture, and we don't do enough digging to find out their background, mm-hmm. to know that these people have degrees, they have education, they have done some extraordinary things, they just didn't show up on the scene, and, and that was it. So that's really refreshing to, to get a little deeper, you Absolutely. know, in the chill talks about people's journey. And, and and that's why that's important, though, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we make these assumptions. Like, we look at some rappers. We look at some radio personalities. Mm-hmm. We look at some, you know, sports journalists. We look at all these people, and we kind of, you know, uh, uh, think to ourselves, well, you know, they had the grind, but we don't really, we, like, we make up the grind for them and not realizing mm-hmm. that there might be um, a path that's similar to, to you know, to... Absolutely. You, you got to know how to write. You got to know how to speak. You got to know how to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not going to get that unless you... Or educated, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, people are not. I remember Angela Yee said it during our interview. She said, you know, there's people that send their great emails and great material, but their emails, grammar wise, is not good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and these people have are educated. You know, they just assume they're just a radio personality, yes. but they're very educated. Went to great schools and they have degrees and they put the work in to get where they're at. Mm-hmm. And we're and gonna show that. We're gonna show that and motivate these these students and adults. 
Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And, I, and that, you know, just like the young man who refused to call you professor, I think we we have to gain the same respect we have for other people in different offices and different skin colors. This We have to have that same respect for, for our people. Mm. I think when we see each other, we automatically think it's, you know, a come up or you could do me a favor. It's like we have to treat each other as the professionals Absolutely. that we want to be treated as. Absolutely. So that's, that's you know, very... It's funny, though, and that you mentioned that because, you know, you know, Kel's, you know, for friends in the room, Kels Barnett, um, he actually made a post the other day uh, and he was talking about how, you know, everybody like saluted and applauded Beyonce with Formation, where she was like, you know, I could just be, you know, I'm a, I'm a black Bill Gates in the making. And he was saying like, all right, it's cool and all that, but mm-hmm. why, why, why black Bill Gates, mm-hmm. right? Like, like why we got to be black insert famous white person or famous whoever mm-hmm. you know why we can't celebrate ourselves why couldn't she be just beyonce like you Absolutely. are beyonce right like or, or madam cj walker right exactly <laughs> or you know or you know oprah or whoever you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so I, so i agree you know that they definitely um is you know we definitely need to celebrate ourselves more yes um but you know i, I you know there, there's deeper issues that come with that mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. there's a lot of um you know if you if you don't love yourself how can you love others right and, and, I, and I always tell yeah. people you know stop looking for validation just believe mm. yes. more in your affirmations you know mm-hmm. i don't there's no need for somebody to validate who you are or your 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 skin color and this down and third just just go out there and win you know and, and i think when thing. we take a, a deeper look into our culture we see how amazing we already are oh, man, <laughs> you know what i mean exactly. like kings and queens so it's like it's really what you said about defining who you are and believing in yourself but it's also recognizing that we come from a rich culture and a rich uh group of people that that we're already great we're already amazing absolutely last question for you lenny yes professor sorry it's all right it's true right um when it's all said and done lenny wants to be remembered as fill in the blank when it's all said and done lenny wants to be remembered as an educational socialite Mm. i love it Mm. Bars. That, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like even. You, I don't, yeah, yeah don't, like true. that's you know. it. Like just stay true. Hashtag. Stay true. That's it. Stay true. All right. Let, <laughs> one, one more time. Can you uh, tell the people if they w- want to connect with you? Where can they find you? Yeah, sure. You can find me on all social media: Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, um, at Design by Law. You can check me on YouTube. Same deal. So YouTube.com backslash Design by Law. And the website is Trill or Not Trill. Hope to see you all May seventh in Union, New Jersey. And um, we'll be there. All right, sounds good. So, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Professor Lenny A. Williams, you know, doing his thing, young man doing his thing, you know, so definitely appreciate you for coming out. Welcome to Ask Ash Cash. You have questions, he has an answer. Ask Ash Cash. How can I get out of debt? Is this a good time to buy a house? What's a good credit score? It's a 401k. Yo, who's Dow Jones? Okay, we are back. The Ash Cash Show on WHCR 90.3 FM. And this is our Ask Ash Cash segment. That's always a tongue twister for me. So first up, plain and simple, when should I file for bankruptcy? Um, So I think bankruptcy is... 
uh, in the past, it was something that people could just do just to eliminate debt. But now, uh, you know, like after the recession and a lot of people were filing for bankruptcy, they have what's called the new uh, the uh, the means test, which means uh, that in order for you to file for bankruptcy, you have to prove that you you really need bankruptcy. And there's different types of bankruptcy. Uh, there's a bankruptcy uh, where it, you you just restructure debt, so you don't get rid of all debt, but you just restructure it, so so it's more affordable. Uh, you have uh, bankruptcy that you can get rid of all debt except for anything that you owe to the federal government like taxes or uh, student loans um, and so so w- when you have restructuring or um, you know getting rid of debt uh, completely you just have to make sure that uh, you you are um, you know that you qualify for it um, I would say really just take you know sit down with someone so if you are over um, you know over in in expenses and you feel like oh I can't do this anymore I'm, I'm gonna file for bankruptcy you know sit down with with a financial counselor a financial coach someone that can sit down and take a look objective look at your finances and say okay you know this is too much you know let's let's file for bankruptcy or uh, someone could look and say you know what if you cut back on this and you cut back on certain things uh, this is manageable because you know when you do file for bankruptcy you're kind of setting yourself back 10 years because mm-hmm. bankruptcy stays on your credit for 10 years uh, there are some you know lenders that will lend to you before the 10 years is up but you want to just make sure uh, that it's the right decision to make and I want to add to that question you know in recent news you've heard about uh, Af- uh Dwayne and Gina. Oh, yep, yep. Not Tisha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I see yeah. her as Martin's. Gina. But you hear, you hear these stories about people going into bankruptcy yeah. and all this debt. How do you stay away from bankruptcy? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, and, and I... And we I'm don't want to get to that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up brought up that, that particular uh, case, but, you know, see, and bankruptcy is public record, right? So you could... So anybody files for bankruptcy, you could actually see the record, and in the record, you know, uh, they were looking at um, their lavish spending, so they mm-hmm. had multiple homes, they were spending, they had these cars that were that were super-duper expensive, and, you know, for them in particular, it looked like, I don't know their, their story, um, so I don't want to you know, mm-hmm. give give judgment on it, but it looked as if um, they were trying to keep up with the Joneses. You got to think they're very, very close with Will and Jada, right? Will and Jada are multi gazillionaires. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Will could not do a movie for a year, two years, three years, four years, and then the first movie he does, he gets ten million dollars, twenty million dollars. So you know, but you know, honestly, what have you seen? You know, and no disrespect, but what yeah. have you seen Dwayne Martin or Tisha Martin in recently? That's that's that caliber where they're making that much money. So they. They may still be working, but they're not working at the level as a as a Will Smith, as a, a Jada Pickens. So when you look at that, um, it's really about you know. And this, I was going to write a book by the name of this title. I still might, but it's act your wage, not your want size, right? So people need to act their wage, right? Like don't don't try to spend based on what your friends are doing. You know, spend based on what you, what you actually make, um, and also have you know stop being so reliant on your physical labor, right? So you know when you think about the 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 money that they possibly made throughout their career, you know, you have to reinvest that money. You have to take that money, uh, invest it in a way where you're creating, like Lenny said earlier, multiple streams of income, but, but, but not just income that you have to work for. Why not invest in property? Why not invest in income producing assets? That's going to allow you to not have to work in order to maintain your lifestyle. Cause I'm not saying that you shouldn't maintain your lifestyle. Just make sure you have the money to do so. 
And don't live beyond. Beyond your means. You got to act your wage. You know? Not your one side. Not your one side. All right. So up next, we have someone who says, I've got $17,000 in credit card debt, $21,000 in student loans, a car payment, and an interest-only variable rate home loan that will adjust in two and a half years. I take in about 37000 annually. How will I ever be able to save for today for retirement for my son's future? Where do I begin and how do I prioritize? Mm, all right. So I, I love this question because, first of all, it's really, really detailed, right? So $17,000 uh, in credit card debt, 21000 in student loans, um, has a car payment, interest-only variable rate uh, home loan that's about to, you know, that's about to adjust, which is really, really the most important of the, all of those debts uh, is the home loan because at the end of the day you need a place to live, right? So when you talked about bankruptcy, let's say if you don't have, you know, if you if if you file for bankruptcy, let your credit card, you know, get rid of your credit card debt. You won't get rid of the student loan, but the car payment. But when you think about that home, you need a place to live. Um, so so I would you know start focusing on that. Um, but when you look at all of the, that that debt, making thirty seven thousand dollars annually, you know, one, uh, if you if you uh, work for a public service, so if you're like an educator if you work for a hospital or uh, there is the uh, public service loan forgiveness program so that may help you out uh, with your student loans um, uh, but I also think that all of this debt is not like I've, I know people who make 37000 and have $200,000 in debt right mm. so um, you know don't get scared uh, by that number because at the end of the day when you look at your student loans uh, they are income based repayment uh, programs where uh, you could pay your student loans based on how much you make. Um, and then, you know, I, you, you know, um, paying off debt or saving for retirement. I don't believe in that. I don't think that should be an option. So you need to really uh, start to focus on, you know, retirement, your son's future, meaning their education. Um, look at everything and then start prioritizing based on your needs. Right. Look at the things that you need uh, versus your wants. And then, you know, you start you start there. Good stuff. Okay, and last but not least, this is a good one. My wife just discovered that I took out a $125,000 unsecured loan at 8.29% interest without her knowledge. And needless to say, she's um, obviously upset. Uh I've suggested that I've suggested that we either refinance our home or take out a home equity loan to pay off this debt. What do you recommend besides prayer? Run. <laughs> <laughs> Run. Um cuz I cuz I I there's no way if I would have did that there's no way I would have been able to even type that first and foremost no let's put that, yeah 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 let's just put that out there my my wife's from Bedstar Brooklyn Bedstar do a die um I mean you know I I like the options of either doing a uh, refinancing your home or taking out a um, home equity loan. Um, I like, uh, honestly, a refi. So if you qualify to refinance the home, uh, I would say to uh, refi more than a home equity loan because um, home equities are usually the prime rate plus something. So they're usually more expensive. Both are good options because with a home equity loan, uh, because it is uh, secured off of your home, um, all you're doing is sort of like resetting, you know, how much you are, um, you know, resetting how much, how long you're going to pay for your home. But at 8.29%, you'll definitely, especially where rates are right now, you'll definitely uh, pay lower uh, if you did a, a, a refi or a home equity. The only uh, difference is that usually like home equities don't have closing costs, uh, but a uh, a refi is going to have closing costs. But with the refi, you can you can put that that money back into the back into the home. So I would say, um, you know, start with, um, you know, the refi. Um, but 
You know, I wouldn't be responsible if I didn't say this. Also, uh, stop making decisions by yourself, right? If you're a married man, um, the decisions that you make um, from a financially, uh, from a finance, you know, the, the, the financial decisions that you make are going to affect your family. It's going to affect your future uh, because you didn't really say what you did with the hundred twenty-five thousand, right? One hundred and twenty-five thousand in unsecured loan. So I don't know what you did with that. So you know, I, you know, maybe yeah. you started a business. Is there money coming back from that? Regardless of it. Um, there is never, ever, ever an excuse um, to take out, whether it's man or woman, uh, to take out that large, any any amount of money, but that large amount of money uh, in an unsecured loan without, you know, without your, um, you know, your, your your significant other knowing about it. So that that would be the most important part is to make sure that you, you know, you let you let your significant other know, you know. Yes. Good stuff. So, how are we going to change the world this week? All right, you go. <laughs> okay. Because I went last time. Oh my goodness. All right, or if we want to, if we want to throw it to Kalix, we still got our, our guest, Professor Lenny A. Williams, in the building. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so we we have a segment where we uh, talk about how we're going to change the world this week. So, talk to us. How how are you going to change the world this week? Well, I'm all about doing things small. I mean, the way I'm going to change the world this week is I'm going to drop an article that will help students survive college so i'm doing a college skills article based off of kendrick lamar's lyrics mm. Good. Nice. all right i have i'm gonna stay tuned nice yes nice. I'll be all right to jimmy jones <laughs> how, how are you gonna change the world this week and you can't say something you said like i'm last not week. i you know i'm, I'm going to change the world this week by being an awesome big sister mm. my sister is having a baby mm, congratulations due, like any day now wow very soon, actually this week. So I'm going to uh, just be there for her, mm. you know, just enjoy that moment with her whenever it comes. It better come. It better right. soon, <laughs> man. She calling me for food. Nice, or nice. P- pick me up this, a burger. I'm like, all right, this baby needs to hurry up. Nice. Uh, and I, I, I am going to change the world um, this week by uh, just giving, giving my gift out. So I have a lot. I think I want to say like four or five uh, speaking uh, to youth in high schools this week. And I'm literally like on one day, I got like two back to back. And I'm just going to be just giving giving my gift out because like Lenny mentioned earlier, the people need us out here. Definitely. All right, Mr. Shima Jones, where can the people find you? Because it's that time where we got to we gotta go. Coolio means getting too hot. Uh-oh. Stay Bars. trill. Stay trill. <laughs> um, you can find me at TashimaJones.com. All of my social media and contact information can be found there. And me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, IamAshCash.com. Become my friend on Facebook, Facebook.com slash IamAshCash. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash IamAshCash. And I'm on Instagram, too. Instagram.com slash I am Ash Cash. Till next week, same time, same, same place. place. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.